0: Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the house
1: Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out
0: I had some friends in town this past week. They were here from Wednesday to Sunday, and then their flight got canceled, which I guess is happening a lot these days, and so they were here until Monday. Great people, they didn't overstay their welcome or anything, but like, when, you have, when you have visitors over, staying, hosting, what's the like, ideal amount of days? Like three, What's, what's three the Three days, spot? two nights.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna go two. <laughs> 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 I don't have a lot of uh, what, what people call bandwidth for people. I, I'm also, I'm good for two days, and then I am personally useless. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fun to be around. I don't say anything to anybody. You're just tapped out. I'm just existing in, in a space. And people are like, you doing okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, nah, you're still here. And I need you to leave. Uh-oh. I wish you'd leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of
0: leaving, I saw where the B-52s were doing a, a final tour. So two, two questions on that. Uh, B-52s fan, Neil?
3: Um, I don't hate it as much as you.
0: <laughs> I've never said I hated the B-52s. <laughs> well, listen,
3: the other night when Jordan was like, I'm trying to get tickets to B-52s, I could just see you be like, yeah, yeah, cool, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, I know, don't you hate Rock Lobster? I mean, as you should probably
0: yeah it's a terrible i mean it's not something i want to hear uh they're unique they're unique
2: i mean i i never put it on
0: okay Okay, nick what what, you got any thoughts on the b52s i
2: i've never had a beef with them but it's like putting on like they might be giants or something or it's (laughs) it's, i don't know it's, it's almost like parody um I do like rock lobster, and I think I think Peter Griffin has a lot to do with that. <laughs> uh, <family> guy episode. <laughs> I, I probably like
0: it less because of Peter Griffin. Jesus, um, it's definitely something when it, if it's owned I'm like, why is this playing? I
3: know it was it was huge, like right in my sweet spot of MTV. Just the uh, what was that? Uh, the Love Shack. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Love yeah, Shack? yeah. Yeah, that
3: was that was on MTV all day, really, when it came out.
2: Yeah, I was mean, that, that was the time fun. period? Like, what? So when were they popular? Cause it, they seem like that. We, they have like a weird like, um, go go kind of like fifties thing, but also, was that late
0: eighties? yeah, they became pop. Those songs kind of came out and became popular in the late eighties. But they were like one of those bands from that came up in Athens with like, I think they even might have been a little before REM. Like huh. that, they, they came out of that music scene where they were just like jamming in Athens. Like REM came from there. Widespread Panic. Oh, um, um, yeah.
3: They were they around in '79? It says
0: here. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well but again, they were probably in college at mm-hmm. UGA, mm-hmm. and and then did that. Okay, that's enough on the B52. <laughs> so, my second no. question off of that: Have you ever been to a final tour show? And if so, what band? And if also if so, did they go on another tour after that?
3: No, I don't. Not none that I can think of. I know. I went and saw fish when they came back from their hiatus oh god
1: (laughs) but are are uh, you a big
3: fish guy not a huge but um as a guitar player i do love trey and i've been to probably six or seven at least shows a couple of them the whole weekend dealios but uh yeah i dig them i'm not hardcore
0: all right neil's a but like a, a medium rare fish fish fan
2: yeah yeah yeah, you don't really get those a lot. It's either all or nothing, I feel like, with Fish. <laughs> I'll, defend I'll defend them. I'll defend them all day, but... That's that's fine. I got nothing against Fish, either. Same with, like, dead fans. Like, I, I like dead heads. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> great, <laughs> do great. Your, you Do your thing. You're over there doing your thing. I dig it. Good music. <laughs> Toss but, me a grilled uh,
0: cheese while you're at it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I'll keep walking, yeah, but, yeah, but I don't know if I've been to any farewell tours. I wonder if there's been an inadvertent like. Did I see? Oh, that's no, it's uncouth. I was gonna say like, Velvet Revolver or something. Oh um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Aww. I know that made me sad when I I shouldn't have said it. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. I, I I keep thinking Bob Dylan's tours are like that's it. And as I said, I think on our last one he's. Oof, he's but, not great live, But isn't guys. it called Endless Tour? It's called The
0: Endless Tour, right? Bob Dylan's? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, think that, is, I think that's the running name for it, and it has been for a long time. Like, it's Endless until he's dead, and then it ends. So, like, dead. his final tour is going to be whatever year he dies, or... Maybe strokes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, I remember, I thought for sure... My wife, Brittany, was going to give me tickets back like when I just graduated college, and she didn't. And I remember being like, I'm never going to see Bob Dylan. He's going to pass away. And this was 2008, and he is yeah, still yeah. going.
0: Still, still trucking, still still releasing albums. I, I went to, I, I was a bouncer at a rock club in, in college, and they called me in on freaking Marathon Monday one time. Just like one of the more fun days to live in Boston, because they're running the marathon, and when you were in college, it was kind of the first day of spring. So all the girls were in halter tops, even though, well, you know, I mean, it's Boston, it's not like they were looking great after six months <laughs> in hibernation, but you know, everybody was just happy to be wearing short sleeves. And so I got called in. Hey, we got a special show. Go in. It was the Pixies, and they were like, "Piss Pixies Farewell Tour," you know. And so they played, but they were pretty young. This was like two thousand. 2005 and they did this weird thing and it was a small club so it was a great show but they did this thing where they would stop they were filming it so they would stop after a song and then be interviewed about the song and they, like doing cuts and stuff like that cut let me say that again
2: storytellers oh that's weird it's like the yeah. spotify like behind the music kind of thing they do yes um, it, it was very he, they'd say stop though they would like only when like, they were would speaking go, well, they say ooh, ooh stop stop <laughs> oh, nice! Uh, Good one, guys! Wow, wow! I was Should've I was take... listening to you guys. Uh, I was just listening to you guys' uh, podcast on the Pixies. That was yeah. a fun Did one. Did you guys? I don't think you guys covered. I was listening to the Strokes. Is this it? And yeah. it is like the same exact like guitar riff. Oh yeah, Did you yeah. covered that?
3: Kind yeah. of. Uh oh yeah. Is this it? And then yeah, last night is American Girl. <laughs>
2: Well, you oh, know, wow, I never realized. I'm not gonna. I can't unhear that.
0: Nobody's ever um, praising the Strokes for being super original. I think is 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 fair to say. I, I think, and one more thing, in, in, in a little bit of music news, is I, I went to three concerts last week. Three, three. in a week. Do you have COVID? <laughs> and, and you're surprised you have COVID. <laughs> surprised I have like, I tested positive for COVID today. Well, they were all outdoor shows. Have you guys no. ever
3: not, uh, or just had tickets and just not went
0: because the week was fucked? <laughs> yep. yep. Yes. I, yep. I, I, I've done that not, not, A lot. <laughs> but I usually do where I have the tickets. Like if I have it with like my girlfriend or something, I. We'll go, but I, it's more of I'll be like meeting somebody there, like a friend and I'm like, yeah man, I can't make it I'll pay for the ticket but <laughs> I can't do it, it's Tuesday we will
2: stand people up <laughs> It's more of a, oh,
0: something came up at work which may be half true yeah, I'm going to have to leave immediately and be stuck in traffic for an hour and 15 minutes to get to the show I'm, I don't want to do it well, because, because yeah. of our technical difficulties last week, Nick, I'm going to re-ask you one of the questions we asked because I did not remember your answer and did not have the audio evidence because your audio sounded like a chipmunk. And actually, you couldn't even, <laughs> not even like a chipmunk, you couldn't even make out any of the words.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty
0: So for anybody who listens, uh, as they hear you did give your expertise on this, this song we're
2: going to talk about this week. What's your musical taste in general? Oh, uh, it's all over the place. You know, everyone says they fucking hate country, and I'm kind of with them besides Sturgill. Um, Woody Guthrie has a good cover of this song. Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're not on the covers yet.
0: Uh, yeah, we're not there.
2: But, you know, I, I was thinking about that all week. I was like, you know who I didn't mention? who, Because like, I love rock. Queens of the Stone Age. Ooh. Love Queens of the Stone hell Age. Yeah. Maybe one of the best shows I've ever been to. I've seen them like three times, and I find myself in the mosh pit, even at my age. Why? That's why I'm always getting injured. <laughs> oh.
0: Wait, did you... Or, I saw them at the forum. Neil, we were, you were we were both at that show. It was Halloween. No,
3: you were. I was jealous. You were with... The, I was, uh, yes,
0: with a suit. I was dressed up as H.I. McDonough from Raising Arizona, and that was a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. And Probably one of the better shows I've seen at the forum, actually.
2: Yeah, with Suicide Girls and uh, mm-hmm. The Kills. Yeah, yep. that was an amazing
0: show. I really enjoyed and that. Uh, everybody was I, dressed up, and I ran into three other H.I. McDonough's that night. None of them looked as good as I'd, or <laughs> mm-hmm. like I, or much like H.I. McDonough, uh, as much as high as I did, but I just couldn't believe. One of the guys actually had a the thing made that he wore around his neck the, what do you call those, mugshot uh, uh, numbers yeah, or
2: whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't know you were there yep. until um, so right now. I was, because you know I'm chronically injured, that's when I had my ACL surgery. Jesus and, uh Christ, man. I know. But what I did was I, I had a, the big-ass knee brace, and I was yeah. kind of walking by then. And so then I also had another big-ass knee brace from my other knee. So I went as young Forrest Gump. Oh, man. <laughs> when he has the leg braces, and I was like, Yeah, Making yes. lemonade. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Some might say you're an animal, Nick.
2: Something like that. (laughs) A soft animal. I'm like a, I don't know, like a a gerbil. I don't know. (laughs) A A gerbil. (laughs) And on on that note,
0: uh, speaking of animals, you are listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you, and this week we are talking about the song "House of the Rising Sun," specifically the Animals version from their 1964 album, The Animals. Uh, it's a traditional arrangement by Alan Price, and it produced by Mickey Most, and released on Columbia and MGM. There is a house in, New
1: in
0: Well, you know, this is another classic rock staple. Uh, it's always been around. The Animals one of my, is one of the few de- bands that my dad loves that I also love. My dad has terrible taste in music, but I've always loved this song, and I think this particular, like, their version of it is probably a top 10 song for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what, how to number that. It's probably not top 5, but it's definitely top 10. Yeah, I mean, just right when it hits, the tone of, like, that arpeggio he's playing and, like, just the relentlessness of it throughout. And then you have that groovy organ that comes in. But, I mean, this song is all about his vocal. It is such a powerful way of telling such, like, a timeless story, you know, about about taking the wrong path. And, honestly, the arpeggio and his voice are everything. Mm -hmm. And then the organ is just almost icing on the cake. So, I don't know, to take a folk ballad at that time and do what they did to it in 1963 similar to Be My Baby which we talked about last week I mean basically changed you know rock music moving forward it says on the online line it invented folk rock basically but mm-hmm.
2: it's an important song they're saying this invented folk rock that's interesting yeah you know the the dylan version goes hard but that that guitar when it comes in that <laughs> bam, 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 yeah okay. i play that all the time on the acoustic mm-hmm. and yeah feels good also i st- yeah but i still kind of suck at it <laughs> 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 like it's a, it's such a weird uh strumming pattern but like mm-hmm. i i don't know a lot of songs that are like that that come in like that that like really hard like they're hitting every string Real specifically, and if you mess that up, you, it sounds weird, but. Uh... <laughs> you can kind of just rake up and down. It's almost
0: like I think I always get in trouble when I try to pick them individually. Well, uh, down and up because I also try to play this a lot. But if I just kind of am raking slowly, and it, it's, you get yeah. kind of the same effect.
3: It's also because it's a waltz, really. You got to have that different beat. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. So I do rake. Like I, I, I do the raking. <laughs> but yeah, like then rake. But they're all no of shit, John. I'm like, I'm not good at raking. This.
2: <laughs> I'm not doing it right. But luckily, by the end of the song, I feel like you're just like done with the raking, they're just going heavy on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so cool how they kind of, it's still there, but they kind of, at one point they just kind of abandoned it and they're just rocking out. They go from soulful to, it's rock.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's I'll that that. It's that organ takes over, you know, once it once it's introduced and he's just getting all funky and fucking all over the place, it, they're like, all right, let's put the arpeggio in the background. I don't want to say it's out of the box, because I guess a lot of bands were doing it at that time, but it, it really adds a kind of a next level to the song.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of the most classic songs we've done, which is really saying something. We've done a lot yeah. of classic songs, but this one I think pretty much everyone knows. As a guitar player um, and just a connoisseur of old rock, 60s rock, I mean, I've always played this. I've always loved it. It's such a dark and sinister song, but it's also comforting, mm-hmm. which I've mentioned before that some of these darker songs, they're just so well done that... It kind of brings me joy, even though that's not what the subject matter is. (laughs) Um, It is the arpeggio and his voice. Like, his voice is so great because he's got a lot of dynamics going on. And sometimes when he's hitting those notes, he almost sounds like a distorted electric guitar. Because, like, just the way he's, like, just growling um, some of those lines.
0: This is definitely, like, a top five vocal performance for me. Like, it's, it's hard to really beat what he does with this with this lyric in the song
3: yeah and uh, to your point about just uh starting folk rock i just saw this quote i'll paraphrase it it was from stereo gum but they were saying you know there was plenty of folk rock back in the day um some of it was dark and fucked up but none of them stared into the void the
2: way the animals did on this one which is <laughs> great <laughs> oh, wow that that's dark that. <laughs> wow but well, like it it's like a very like the whole like New Orleans down on your luck thing, like talk about just you're, you're hearing that like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's, his voice. It's like a
0: perfect marriage of somebody meeting a lyric and a song and being like part like Hendrix guitar with Watchtower. Yeah, it's right up there with totally. that in terms of like what they do to this because this song had it existed for they don't really know. I mean the first like kind of written down was yeah. in like the 1890s and they say that certain things existed in England and in the U.S. at the same time mentioning Rising Sun because I guess it sounds like it was kind of a popular name of a of a whorehouse basically in yeah. the English-speaking world.
3: It was a perfect marriage. I mean, I think even Burden said he was like born to sing this song kind of written in the stars.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the, the green sleeves uh, <laughs> of like of blues. It's like it just came out it's yeah. been around forever from what I read. It's just Made its way into Americano. Well,
3: it adds to it too, just like the origins unknown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You know, like Lead Belly sang it, Woody Guthrie, and then you have, which is a crazy story, that Dylan recorded it, and that's, you know, the one that I think got into the mainstream yeah. first, where people knew it.
3: It was, what, a year or two prior?
0: Yeah, he, it turned out he stole the arrangement from Dave Von Ronk, which he told a story. Dylan was recording his first <laughs> yeah. album at Columbia, and he walked into whatever bar in Greenwich, and and he's like, Bob just saunters in all fucking shady and shit. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, man, you care if I uh, record? He's like, how's the album going? And Bob was all, you know, not talking about it. He's like, you care if I record your arrangement of uh, House of the Rising Sun? And he was like... Yeah, you know, I'd rather you wait, because I was going to record it in a couple weeks, and he's like, ah, shit, I already did. Just did. <laughs> oh,
2: really? Yeah. 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 Watch your mouth at Bob Dylan, okay? I love him. <laughs> well, I'm well, going to choose not to believe that.
0: I'm kidding. I'm... <laughs> well, my, my thing with the Dylan version, I, I was not as familiar with that one as I probably should have been. I mean, I knew I heard it, but I just enjoyed the Animals When If I was going to listen to the song, I was going to listen to the Animals. But I listened to the Dylan one a lot this week. And I really didn't realize how much Burden took vocally from, I mean, he obviously has a more powerful voice than Dylan, but mm-hmm. you know, the intonations and stuff and when he kind of gets up, he's taking a lot of that from him. I, I did not know that before this week.
2: Yeah, I definitely I, I see that. But, man they took it to a whole new level mm-hmm. but yeah it has a, it definitely has a that darkness to it which is interesting on like a, 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 i think that's what bob Dylan's first album right yeah. that's his yeah. debut yeah. album so it was <laughs> like it was very folky but then when you get to that it's like it takes a, a, a darker turn but i mean he's had some really dark songs like masters of war back yeah well, then. yeah i mean but, but his voice i would say this though
0: hit that version of his his voice gets about as rough and I mean I'm not talking about late stage Dylan where it's just a rough and gravel you know mess <laughs> I'm talking like yeah. he, he gets into it kind of like I've never really heard him do mm. uh, in that folk song. especially it's like the, 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 the platform verse he really is like going after something kind of like Mm-hmm. There's a lot of grit there that I don't I don't hear in him. Oh, for sure. well, yeah, and a lot.
3: I love that young Dylan stuff so much. And when I was researching the song, I was listening to the Dylan one, and I had to stop myself from going down the like early Dylan rabbit hole. It's Like, stay focused. <laughs> stay. Focused. We're not doing that right now, because like it's just so good. Like the way he it's he's such a different, almost a completely different singer and artist back then as he is now, obviously. But even in the '80s, that early young folk. You know when he was doing a lot of covers. You know that first album was probably eighty percent just folk songs or covers.
0: Okay, so well, if, if we're talking about, let's just get back to the vocal real quick. Uh, Eric Burden's vocal. Like, what is your? Do you have like a favorite kind of vocal yeah. piece that he does?
3: Yeah. Well, it's the it's the second part of each verse, and I love how he doesn't wait too long to go way high, and it's been that first, and it's been like it's all that's only a. Less than a minute in, and other than that, uh, the other one is uh, when he says, The only time, yeah, so great.
0: That's that's the more natural one. I mean, I love how he can do the old mother tell your children, and it yeah, he sounds so much older than he is at that time when he does that line. I mean, he sounds like an old man, sounds taller
2: too. (laughs) is he is he short yeah well actually i was
3: right before we got on i was watching a video and he walks out and he's like a freaking hobbit in between the two guitar
0: players (laughs) oh my god nick if you've never if you've never seen this video it's there's like ed sullivan show or something they're all wearing like yellow jackets and the the band's just kind of standing there on like a stage and he just walks it's not like a round stage it's just like a I don't know some kind of platform, and he's just walking through them. They're not moving, and he's just singing. Doesn't really look like he's using any energy. I assume he's lip singing, but yes, he does look like a hobbit. <laughs> oh, that's uh, really funny. Compared uh, to the rest of the band. Frodo.
2: So uh, my favorite part of that though is like, I, as you said, like it, it, his change from "Oh mother, tell your children how to do it right," and, like, and that, or like his able to be like "Sewed my new blue jeans" just to go from like such a low. Mm-hmm. Into okay. that, it's just like it's just a punch in the face. I mixed, I mixed up the lyrics there. Sorry, <laughs> not not to do not to do what I have done. This is brought to you by Kirkland Scotch again. Nick's on a uh, drunk. The, the,
0: the McAllen <laughs> runoff makes another appearance. You're we're, we're gonna get a sponsorship <laughs> here soon. Makes uh.
1: another victim. <laughs> Any only time?
0: When he's not going to different octaves he's just like he's measuring the power of what he's doing so like when he does like after that organ solo and he goes into uh, well there is a house his voice mm-hmm. kind of cr- scratches he's not really singing at a higher register he's just fucking just screaming. pushing
3: pushing fucking notes it also sounds effortless but so commanding at the same time you know what I mean it doesn't sound it sounds yeah. like he's just born to kind of be able to do this
0: well also he keeps doing it you're like okay he can't just keep doing this like i want him to mm-hmm. but like it seems like it's so much work and then he just keeps and then at the end there when it really goes up and his voice like it kind of scratches on the uh and like cracks on house it's just like the pinnacle he's like i'm done mm-hmm. you know like, life is over for me i've like lived this yeah. life mm-hmm. even though i'm a 22 year old man singing this <laughs> song now i sound yeah, like I'm a all <laughs> 75 yeah. year old.
2: As you said, it's like in control. It's not like, you know, you listen to like um, Nirvana Unplugged or something yeah. or anything like that, and you're like, at any time, Cobain's going to lose it. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. he's his voice is cracking. Luckily, like, it really worked for him. But like, this yeah. is like this, similar to that, but you don't ever think, like no, he's going like, to go right over that edge.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's so good. Like, one thing he said was that they were. They wanted to find a song he could sing that they could arrange. And they were on tour with Chuck Berry in England, or, like, opening for him. And they heard, a like, a folk guy playing this song, mm-hmm. like, or a version of this song. And they were like, oh, we should take that. Now, they say they had never heard the Dylan version before that. Hmm. Right? Yeah. But Dave Von Rock, it's like, nope, they stole my arrangement as <laughs> well. <laughs> so he, his ass didn't believe that. And then lyrically, because this is a traditional song, so nobody really, nobody owns the lyrics to the song, basically. But the guy, they basically didn't have enough room on the sleeve to put all the band members' names. So they put Alan Price's name just as the only one, and he's the guy who plays the organ on the song. And so he's gotten all the rights. Yeah, he's a bitch. Songwriting. He, oh, wow. he did
3: this. He got the rights and then quit the band because he said he was afraid of flying. Um, and it's like, yeah, the organ's cool. It's a good part for sure. But to just, I read something where they agreed they would just put his name on, but they would all share it. And then he was like,
0: guys, I'm out of the band. Later. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah. it, guys. <laughs> you really? yeah, you yeah, got it. You got it. Vicky swear. <laughs> No, no handshake deals. Um, no, that's that's the lesson always. Um, well, just since we're on the music real quick, so you got Eric Burden vocals, uh, Hilton Valentine on electric guitar, Chaz Chandler on bass guitar, who was uh, Hendrix's manager, hmm. I yeah, believe yeah. later mm-hmm. later on, and then John Steele on drums and percussion. I I mean musically, like I mean we kind of I mean it's really just the arpeggio and then the and the and the organ right? Sure,
3: the bass yeah. sounds like it's just hitting the root notes, like literally, yeah. just boom, boom, boom. But the um, Bom, Bom, um Bom, Bom. Bom. the drums are really cool, though. Just the just a really like the cymbal rattle throughout the song. Yeah, is really, it's
2: way up there. Yeah, the whole time. it's it's it a just nice just, part of it. It adds a
3: lot.
0: It kind of it kind of reminds me of like a an early version of of maybe uh, of another song we've covered on this pie, wh- Whipping Post, a mm-hmm. little bit. Like a much more toned down, like. boom, boom Oh well, yeah,
3: that's also uh, in, a, in the same time signature.
0: Oh, 6-8? Uh,
3: well, it's in three of some, this might be 3-4, that's 12-8, but it's kind of the same thing.
0: Well, I had a thought, I was like, okay, because the guitar sounds great, the tone of it, everything, uh, so does the organ. I almost feel like it would be a more boring solo if they would have done a guitar solo.
3: Yeah, the organ's perfect. The organ—I mean, <clears throat> it almost sounds like a demon is playing it. You know what I mean? It sounds very Phantom of the Opera, like ding, ding, <laughs> ding, like. Um, but the organ's cool because it like it just kind of starts creeping in after the second verse and then builds up to that solo. Like the whole time, the organ just gets a little louder and louder and louder.
0: And he's doing that thing that kind of counteracts the arpeggio a little bit, where he's like, uh, it's almost like a uh, syncopated kind of. It's a syncopated thing, but it's almost like. Jam organ, jam band organ before jam bands
2: existed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's very <laughs>
2: right. Doors, very Doors. Like, I just couldn't help but hear that. But also, <laughs> but, like, I can't hear the song. Like you, you said, like, would it be okay with like a uh, with a guitar solo? I, I I cannot separate the song from what it is now because I've heard it so much yeah, that yeah. like I can't even think of like what that would be. Even if it's perfect, even if they sold their soul to the devil and they're like, we have the perfect guitar solo for this. i still be sold, like, this fucking sucks.
3: Sold their soul to the organ demon.
0: <laughs> like, what are these fucking assholes doing? Well, I, I will say just the I mean, this is two years, two or three years before the doors mm-hmm, released mm-hmm. any music. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how early this song, I mean, this is basically the same year as Be My Baby mm-hmm yeah oh yeah right like 1963 nothing sounded like this yeah. before this and it, song it hit like number a... one
3: and it's just filled with dew.
0: <laughs> but it's because it soars and it's like it's it's got that trippiness that's coming <laughs> but is it necessarily sad? I I don't know. It almost sounds like a good time. You know, he's telling you like, hey, you know, don't do what I,
2: do- I did. <laughs> it's, a, it's a warning time. Yeah. It's not upbeat at all. This is a really sad song. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was up for debate, personally. Oh, well, no, no,
0: it is. But when I hear it, I guess, and maybe um, it's kind of what you guys are saying of like, I just, you know, it, it hit number one, and it was a big hit. And even though it's sad, it's just yeah. like, I don't well, know, it, whenever it, he's seeing it, you know. But
3: it's also like, it's not schadenfreude, but you're just like, ah, oh, it sucks for this guy. You know, like, it, you don't feel it for yourself. You're just like, oh, yeah, it sounds it's rough.
0: Like, like, you still want to go to this, I want to go to the Rising Sun at least once. I don't want to stay there like this guy. Like, it sounds like this oh, guy yeah. did. But, I mean, I'd love to visit and, and, and see what's going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you just
2: got to dip your toes in. It's saying, don't don't stay too long mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know i was looking at like well it went number one but it went like number eight in sweden and i was thinking like what's wrong with you sweden what's going on there and i think it's because of the amount of sunlight they get they're like no this mm-hmm. is a sad song mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so maybe everyone else is like having a good time so yeah. i was Sweden's like what... this
0: is too dark we we, yeah. we don't we, we don't We'd, need it in this, in this cold before. environment um yeah. now okay well speaking of lyric like what's uh what's Favorite line? You guys got a favorite line? I will say, I always until this week thought he said, and the only time he's satisfied is when he's on drugs. <laughs> Not on I didn't a know
3: drunk. what I didn't know it on a drunk either. <laughs>
0: That's and how you that, know it's but, an old song because no one's ever heard on a drunk since like nineteen twenty.
2: I knew that just because I, I know music a lot better than you guys. <laughs> do. But um, I just love how he hits. So with my new blue jeans, like that is yeah. just so good.
3: It's. It's more about the performance than I don't know there's no lyric that really sticks out. I think um God I know I'm one is very a good lyric um if I had to pick one.
0: But you you got to you got to include the line before that with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's been the ruin of many a poor boy. Yeah. Uh and God, and actually yeah. if you look at the lyric through the kind of the history, that line kind of the same but like some versions talking about a female. Well and then they just, there
3: was that one of that english guys saying if you go down to low and there'll be two whores my wife is one
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that's one of the earliest ones that they, they yeah, found yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: well uh, well dylan's the whole second half is like n- nothing like it right yeah I, well he does I, I, that. i don't know the lyrics that much i've listened to that song a million times too and I'm yeah. like, and i get to that part of, i'm like i don't know i forget this yeah. <laughs> you're just like Uh, (laughs) one thing i
3: did notice is it's crazy how dark it sounds but a minor is the only minor chord in the song but i think every other chord is major but they are all on the a minor scale you know what i mean
0: yeah well and they're hitting the you know it's funny the organ whenever at the end of everything when it's going to that e the organ's hitting a seven we're back Mm -hmm. at the seven this is this is, this is more of a drug dealing 7th this actually yeah. might be a combination a, of a drug dealing
3: yeah a boozy 7th <laughs> guys I still don't know what
0: that means <laughs> yeah. it's, it's basically a 7th is like a more bluesy sounding okay. uh, variation of uh, a chord.
2: I, w- I wasn't asking for you to explain it I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> kidding I meant to say I don't stuff. give a shit <laughs> I just don't give a shit Kirkland Scotch for the apathetic <laughs>
0: we should mention the production is uh mickey most uh who uh did, worked with herman herman's hermits donovan and the jeff beck group and the animals obviously but like this song was he said it was done in one take he didn't even want to record it and he was like but you know it's 15 minutes and then after i heard it i was like "Yep, we'll we'll release this as a single yeah
3: one take that's super impressive man jesus
0: so this is the band going in after being on tour with chuck berry really working it out ready to play it and then just put the mics in and get out of the way yeah
3: and they were closing their shows with it so it was they 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 had it on so
2: on lockdown. Were they mid mid tour with Chuck Berry when they wrote it?
0: Uh yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh they he would they were like what do you call that the opening act yeah for mm-hmm. him.
3: and they wanted uh they did this because they didn't want to try to out rock Chuck. Like every everyone else was trying to play rock and roll and this was something completely different that right before Chuck went on they could distinguish themselves as, hey, check oh, out wow. this Doom Rock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder if he gave that same look. Do you see? Have you ever seen when uh, Yoko? Oh yeah. yeah. singing. Yeah. Have you guys probably talked about that? No, I don't think we've ever talked about that. But (laughs) the look. uh, Oh my God. Yeah. When Yoko just belts out. Whenever there's a song to sing. John, John,
3: fucking go talk to your lady. This is crazy. Yeah, he
2: gives a look like, what the fuck is this noise? (laughs) It's so amazing. A couple
0: fun facts, real quick. Um, This song was uh, number one. It was the first British non beatle number one wow. uh record uh it oh. some stories said that when dylan heard this in his car he pulled over and slammed his hands on the trunk and it inspired him to go electric uh, which <laughs> makes sense this was before he went electric that's a really. dramatization right
2: <laughs> I'm like unless he told somebody that you know you're just completely making uh. that shit up uh, it then, sounds like a Dylan tall tale. It's like one of those yeah. things where, like, I don't know what's true or not
0: about him. <laughs> exactly. He probably did tell somebody that, and he's probably like, yeah, and maybe it happened. Slamming the
3: trunk, kicking dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: God damn it! Throw his hat down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it was also uh, comes in at number one twenty-two on the the Rolling Stone mm-hmm. five hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- about right. I'd probably have it a little higher, but.
3: Um, i guess one thing we forgot to mention too is it's cool there is no chorus it's another just so it's so charismatic that it doesn't need one which is tough to pull off
0: yeah but it's it's an old traditional song mm-hmm. which is most of those songs are verse tag verse tag verse tag verse tag well yeah and
3: they're so good that like this one like the whole song is just the chorus it's all that it's all the hook you know what i mean
0: pretty much that's like a good well they make it that way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah because uh in a minute when we get under the covers it's not all of them aren't all hooks <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there i think it's uh, i think it's time to vibe nick you uh, get to QSN to uh vibe time in three
2: two one wow <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do there. It's it's frightening every time. I think that was corn meets. That was, was like corn. corn meets what red hot Corn Julia at Denver. Woodstock
3: '99.
0: That was that was a porn beat. Uh, oh, did we, you say it porn? Was corn
2: and corn porn and corn porn. Corn porn, porn. <laughs> corn
0: porn. <laughs> porn, porn. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, when I think about this song, I want to hear it. Honestly, it's just one of my favorite movie scenes uh, and use of music in a movie. So I I, want to hear this song, specifically the scene in Casino uh, as it's playing up when they're describing what happened, De Niro's describing what happened to everybody and then they beat the shit out of Pesci and his brother in the cornfield and bury him alive. (laughs) It's just, I don't know why. It's talking about dark, but it's just so good. Well,
3: along those same lines, um, I want to hear this when I'm walking out of a casino on a really shit night. (laughs) <laughs> just tr- just thinking about what i've done um and uh on the other side of that uh on a winning night back in the high life again
2: but, <laughs> oh, okay so those are the opposite yeah, yeah. Right. this is a uh it, it seems like a 7 a.m you come out of a, a, a dungeon and you're like uh-oh <laughs> 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 what day is it
0: yeah. no, you see the, the sun just hits you and you're like <laughs> yeah just you you depression. feel like a vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Speaking of vampires, why don't we uh, slide under the influence for a moment and talk about influences on the song, influence moving forward, uh, something that sounds like it. Whatever. Nick, you want to get us started here?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to step on Neil's toes. So I'll say, like, with the Dylan thing, like, I, I feel like I hear a lot of like mm-hmm. desire, like those kind of yeah. more electric albums. One more cup of with coffee, for sure. Yeah, and so that's that's what I hear when I hear this. I was like, oh, this totally, like, this kind of stuff, you know, that... that and then, like, Joan Baez, you know, because she was on Desire and all that, like, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what I hear. Oh,
0: oh absolutely. I hear um, I, I'd say, you know, this This is like Woody Guthrie meets Howlin' Wolf, you know, like, kind of mm-hmm. took 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 those two and combined them, like, Lead Belly meets Muddy Waters or something like that. Um. <laughs> and it lives up to that i mean those are legends whatever the song is legendary i it's you know we mentioned the folk rock stuff the Dylan stuff it, for some reason this song kind of reminds me of free or it like freebird had to be influenced by the song what, a little cause bit.
2: What, because of the guitar yeah I,
0: it, maybe yes i just i when i was listening to it this week i i heard freebird a little bit the
2: yeah. the solo of the organ sounds a little mm-hmm. like yeah. some of those mm-hmm. hammers yeah 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 yep. exactly. uh That's odd, but it
3: definitely works. Um, I feel like just their whole vibe in this song definitely had to influence the Stones. The Stones had just formed around this Mm. time. And just, because they were kind of, you know, like you just said, the first number one UK hit that wasn't the Beatles, and it's just dark, badass, fucking, like, we're not gonna hold your hand. Well,
0: and and in that sense, like the Doors, you said, as well. Yeah,
3: the Doors, for sure. It reminds me of a song we've done, Put a Spell on You, just kind of the... The spooky oh, yeah. nature of it, a little Hotel California, and uh, yeah, I had one more cup of coffee from Desire as well.
0: Nice. Well, oh. before we have one more cup of coffee, why don't we slide under the covers for a moment and talk about the numerous covers of the song, Neil? Why don't you give us a, this? Is kind of similar to the other. Give us a, your give us your favorite cover. Or, uh, yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I didn't know until this week the frigid pink the rock version from the Detroit band that was pretty cool like I'd I'd never heard that before and yeah it just it was 70s rock it sounds like Deep Purple doing it or something um (laughs) uh I listened to the White Stripes was not into it I didn't
0: I didn't even I didn't even see that one but you're but let's be honest you're never into the White Stripes no
3: no (laughs) there's this woman named joe aram maybe japanese doing it on violin it's a very cool just instrumental violin because it can the violin can kind of howl and sing itself and i have a shit ton more but you guys can go ahead
2: well i mean dylan (laughs) (laughs) um but besides that you know and I, I, i kind of touched on it was uh the joan baez uh i think she has such a beautiful haunting take on this it's I I like Joan Baez it's too slow for me a lot of people it's too slow for me a lot of people don't like Joan Baez I really like Joan Baez and I feel (laughs) like such a like a middle aged woman (laughs) to be honest (laughs) but like it's really good um I'll tell you what I really didn't like and I feel bad saying it was the Dolly Parton uh, I didn't get too far it's, it's bad it's like they took 9 to 5 and Joan Baez. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was how we take the, Yeah, how do we take the worst of these songs and pick it in the one? It, but I feel bad. Uh, it's so pe- it's so peppy, yeah. Uh, Jerry Garcia had a really good cover of this, too. Hmm. Uh, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Um, Is that just acoustic or with the band? It's He sang it with Tony Rice and David Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit's great.
0: Yeah. So... First of all, we're talking about Joan Baez and Jerry Garcia and the White Stripes. Why don't you
3: give us the good ones, Josh?
0: And we haven't mentioned the newest quintessential version of the song, the Jeremy Renner. Oh, of this oh song. man, God! How would I miss that? I need that on he vinyl. He turns into a poppy clubber with like a Bieber voice. It, mm. it is the best example of someone not having anybody around them to tell them no. This is not a good idea. That I've heard in a long time.
2: I wish I knew this existed. <laughs> this is incredible. I
0: was even Johnny Depp's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would. Uh, highly recommend at least get through the first 30 seconds you're probably not gonna make it further but try to get through the first 30 seconds and then the best the best cover for me even more so than the Dylan cover is the Nina Silly yeah color, yeah color yeah she
3: she doesn't do anything
0: wrong it's like heavy harp yeah. and it's so loose and it's just like it's she changes the vibe completely it's, totally it, it's Nina almost so like you're like yeah, it's like almost you're in the house, the Rising Sun at the time, having a good time t- t- before before, t- before you walk out of the dungeon.
2: Yeah, I wanted to mention that too, but I was like, someone's gonna mention that. It's such a great cover. Did you guys need- miss the Bon Jovi? <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that one. Yeah, fortunately, I did. Well, no, I saw
3: this YouTube clip. That was actually pretty cool. It's uh, every version, like only almost 10 seconds, but it just goes all the way through from the Tom Clarence Ashley Gwen Foster thing, the first recorded. All the way, uh, all the way to 2020. So it's it's kind of like it's cool. It's cool to just listen to and see all the different. Versions. Oh, that's fucking
0: awesome! Yeah, I, I listened to the Lead <clears throat> Belly, but that's the only one I listened to before. It, different vocal, like it's somewhat similar, but not really. Uh, the Woody
2: Guthrie was that after the Animals?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Woody Guthrie yeah, was uh, 40 47. Yeah, not even close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for, I don't know why I thought that. I, for Decades some reason, prior. I think, yeah. That that could have been the Animals' versions, father. <laughs> um, the, the I will mention the I, I, I had to listen to Five Finger Death Punch just because of the name of the band I listened and to too. It, and it I mean I turned it off when they changed New Orleans to Sin City and, Oh God uh, it's yeah. so bad
3: In that long video I watched there was I did hear ten seconds of Muse doing it which sounded pretty cool Ooh, I mean I didn't like it I didn't not... I mean I just heard that little clip and I was like Yeah all right. That was right after Bon Jovi, so, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about the Westworld? The There's ones. the Westworld version, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rami- R- Ramin is always good. Jawadi. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, that guy's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. There, he's done so many of the songs that we've done on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He's just always like Jawadi. He's like you the... do
2: Kanye West Runaway? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, um, speaking of Kanye. Speaking of these, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I think that'll bring us to the shoe fitting portion of this. It fits like a very comfortable long john onesie that guys, <laughs> you see like dudes wear. Like the stripe, like the, the
3: old bathing suits? Yeah,
0: but that go all the way over your foot. No, 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 that like you see like when they're doing uh-huh. like a Deadwood or oh, something yeah. when they're at the whorehouse yeah, and they're yeah. just like, they're getting undressed. And they just have like, they have the onesie that yeah, goes that the hasn't feet been washed all the in six way up. Months.
3: Yeah, sitting on the <laughs> but porch this one has
0: been... <laughs> with a shotgun. A yeah. stinky okay. onesie. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty a dirty onesie that I'm going to have some, uh, some raunchy fun in. Yeah, and then probably regret afterwards. That is what this fits like.
3: Yeah, this fits like uh, a brand new pair of shoes you bought. The first night you wear them out, you pretty much completely ruin them. You wear them to like a concert or a <laughs> bar. It's basically a cautionary tale to fucking... <laughs> you know, where you just go out and you get hammered. You're like, God damn it, these brand new <laughs> own message. I like it.
2: Yeah, I would have to go with like a, shoes that match really well with like a, like a zoot suit, like a, maybe like <laughs> nice leather, like wingtip. Like you're going out; those are your dancing shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: this is this is black and white. when you're wearing a zoot suit, black and white, or are we are we in color yet?
2: We're in sepia.
0: <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Zoot suit, sepia tones, yeah.
2: and, uh, and and
0: and wingtips. I like it, and uh, and I think on that note, our cover of the, erm uh, yeah, our cover of the animals' uh, house of the rising sun. cover you just heard was performed by josh bond thanks for listening to pod gave rock and roll to you if you like what you heard please subscribe and rate on apple itunes or spotify or wherever you listen if you'd like to communicate with us you can find us on twitter and instagram under the handle at pod rock next week is our guest next week so nick what will we be discussing
2: oh we will be discussing warren Zevon's lawyers guns and money
3: can't wait <laughs>